Hey, I get any mail? That's it? Yeah, shit. What the hell? Yeah, I checked everything. Shit. Alright. Anthony Gray, what's happening? Edgman, what's happening? Dende, Zakiba, yo, AJ got... Come on, man, listen. AJ gonna watch that dude. Let's just stop playing. AJ gonna watch that dude because he shoved him at the fucking press conference. Ooh. Come on, man. AJ gonna watch that dude. Chris, good playing. Yo, fucking hollow. Got body 3-0 by Math Hoffa. <laughs> what? Ah... That's okay, because Hollow's been all over the place, man. He's been busy, and, you know, he, he lost focus. Math Hoffa is, is not a is not someone to take lightly. So, yeah, I seen, I seen the, uh, I seen the, 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 the get down, and, yeah, Hollow got bodied, 3-0. Math Hoffa was in rare form. Oh, shit, O'Shea, thank you, sir. O'Shea, O'Shea's in the house. X, what's going on, bro? What do I think about daylight? I like daylight. I like daylight. I like daylight. Uh, RC, hey, cupcakes, Griff, Griff. <laughs> Mexico, yeah, Chief, yes, yes, indeed, yes, indeed. Oh, you at the MSG? That's what's up. That's what's up. Natasha, hey, Mr. Supreme. Um, how, how long did you send me the email, bro? Big ol', what's happening? Mystery, hey, hey. Carrie, hey. Uh, let me see what else, what else, what else. Zane, what's happening? Rise from your grave. <laughs> hey, Jordan, what's happening? Miss Naya Bumbaclot. Hurricane, what's happening? Real TV, what's happening? What's happening? What's happening? Laron, yeah. Yo, yo. I mean, yeah, listen. Hollow's still the go to me. At the end of the day, he just been distracted. He had had time to really focus. You know, if you don't focus and get ready for math, math will, you know, he'll he'll shock you. Like math. This version of math was like the version of math versus Iron Solomon. Rare form. Rare form. I got the barracks. It was close by. Tony Smith, what's happening? Uh, Haitian fag. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let me get into it real quick. Uh, the movie Belly. One of my favorite movies of all time. But there's a lot of things that's, um, that gives me the, makes my, my eyebrow go up. Okay, so we've all seen Belly. Okay. Now, I can guarantee, damn it, 100% of people missed all this, okay? The first, within the first 30 seconds during Tommy Bundy's um, prologue, right? During the prologue, when he was like, yo, Tommy Brown, and I do anything for a dollar. When he was saying all that, the very the first 30 seconds, before even before the club scene even happened, what did you see? What did you see? The pent Yes, Kicks! Kicks is on her shit! Yes, girl, yes! The little boy was drawing a pentagram! Fuck yeah! <laughs> Kicks is on the shit today! Yo, what? that's what I like that. I like when, you know, the team is sharp and everybody. You can barely see the movie. <laughs> um, I still talking about the little boosty thing. Man, listen. I, okay, I I, I kind of could understand what he was where he was, but I would never say no shit like what he said, man. Like no, nigga, like no, there ain't no comeback from from the boosie thing. 
And I and when people kept telling me about the interview he did, we talked about he saw somebody, some men in jail. I I didn't I never seen an interview, so I don't want to see the interview. So when you guys are referencing him talking about him seeing the uh, the two men go at it, the three men go at it, I was like, nah, I don't even want to say anything. Original man was happening. Okay, second uh, important part, a minor, a minor, minor, minor detail, the packaging on the heroin from uh, Lennox. It contained a snake. Snake was on, you know, that's not crazy deep, but deep enough to where I'm like, hmm, snake, okay. Truth, what's happening, bro? Lorville, what's happening? Uh, what I'm going to go to? Yes, yes. Yes, go see Alita Battle Angel because that is the official uh, movie review breakdown that we're going to do together. All right? Um, also, third po- point that I know I know everyone missed. Okay. Remember the, the scene when Kiana texts Tommy's pager and Keisha got the, and she Keisha calls like this is Keisha. Right? And they're going back and forth. She's like, how you know Tommy? Now, remember the pedof- the pedophilic shit that the girl was 16. Tommy was having her give him give him head. She was like, yeah, he, uh, we ain't, I ain't old enough to fuck yet, but Tommy, you know, whatever. He told me I sucked it, whatever the case may be. But did y'all catch the part when she said how old she was when she first met Tommy? I guarantee none of y'all know this answer. None of y'all. I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. How old did Kiana tell Keisha how old she was when she first met Tommy? No, you're all wrong. She was 11. Mystery number nine. That's right. Ding, ding, ding. She said she was 11 when she first met Tommy. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. Stephanie, what's happening? And I, I, yeah, listen, I, I was just watching the other day and I'm just sitting here like, like this movie's like 20 years old. I missed all this shit. We, listen, we all missed it together. They slid all that little shit up in there, man. <laughs> yeah. Said she was 11. That was based on Foxy Brown. I wouldn't be surprised, man. So I don't even know why they even put that narrative in it like that yo but no one raised to think about it it really like i said it really flew over, over everybody's over every over everybody's heads right chauncey what's happening uh um now the the relationship between uh sincere and tommy very uh telling very striking you could you could say duality was in it tommy definitely on the dark side uh sincere trying to be illuminated on the light side, uh, Tommy was what we would consider a Pookie and a Ray Ray, right? Tommy was the thug. Tommy had the baddest bitch, right? Um, <laughs> Tommy was an alpha male. <laughs> Sincere. Uh, okay, in the movie, I think he busts his gun one time, and that was that Black. Remember Black pulled up, walked up on him? And he was talking to AZ, and then, you know, AZ saw Black was coming up for him. And that's the only time you really saw Sincere, like, really get down with his pistol, right? But the whole movie was Tommy, 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 rah, rah, sis, boom, bah, right? So, um, Sincere, I don't want to call Sincere an educated lame, 
per se. Um, but he was not Tommy. He was not Tommy. Clearly, he was the opposite of Tommy, right? Tommy would be the alpha. Sincere would be the beta, I, I guess. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, come on. All, all wolf packs. There's the top dog and there's the motherfucker on the bottom. All right? Um, yeah, Sincere was, was one to elevate and expand his horizons and his mind and elevate mind elevation. You know, Tommy's living for the moment like now. Like, yo, shorty can't eat books. <laughs> we only, we born to die. Get money. That was Tommy. That was Tommy. Also, um, Tommy's woman, Keisha. You know, super bad chick. But for some odd reason, she chose that type of man. Because why? Perceived power, uh, resources, and he made her moist. Hence, you know, the relationship when she clearly caught him cheating. And he was like, I don't know no Kiana. Keish, Keish, Keish. Shut up and listen. Shut up and listen. And then he, you know, he, oh, he fucked. Okay, so during the sex scenes, Tommy is fucking Keisha. Like, you know, very savage, very raw, very visceral. Sincere and Tiana are making love, right? Did y'all catch that? Did you catch how they treat their women and the, the, the relationship between how their, the dynamics between them and their and their women, right? And then when Keisha was talking with with uh, with with Tian, Tiana, you know, the, during the, the walk, the stroll, they were shopping. You know, she's like, I just can't see. I don't know why I, this type of man. I shouldn't be with him, but I'm with him. This is, I keep choosing this type of man, right? And Tiana's like, Yo, um, girl, you you gotta you gotta do better. You know, no no man make your you know constitute your happiness. You know what I mean? Um, what else did I miss? There's some other things that I missed and I, I didn't write notes. I'm sorry, y'all. I had this whole fucking list of notes for this movie and I'm forgetting half of it. Uh, yo, Lennox. What, I mean, I don't know. What, what, do, what, do, what, do, what do you call it? What do you consider Lennox? I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out the esoteric meaning of Lennox. Him and his relationship with Sosa. Right, Sosa uh, ran Kingston. Uh, Lennox couldn't do shit without Sosa getting out the way. Sosa with the feathers, right? That refers to uh, a lot of times refers to an indigenous, uh, uh, an, an indigenous character of some sort. You know, feathers always, you know, with natives, the original people. You know, what I mean, that's feathers. You know, and I, th I thought it was funny. Well, I find it odd that he had feathers, him being, you know, this, the current king of Jamaica, for the most part, Kingston, and he was the man, and he had, he, and Sosa couldn't do shit to him, right, even though Sosa, I mean, I mean, Lennox, at one point was the man, but he left, he went to America, lost his status to a certain extent, and Sosa was the man, um, damn it, okay, and so then, uh, Tommy has his like coming to Jesus moment. He gets with the gets with the nation knows that he's been sent by the cops, and it, it it's really an open ended cliffhanger because we don't know what happens to Tommy because Tommy was sent in to kill the minister. Okay, the min the nation's like we know why you're here. We're going to help you. Really? I, 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 I how how would 
if this movie had continued, had a real proper sequel, how was the nation going to protect Tommy when, you, you know, he had a job to do for the cops, right? And, you know, if, if CIs don't get the job done from the cops, there's really, you, done, you can't, you can't, you can, you're not going to beat the system, right? What, what, were they, were, were they, was the nation going to hide him, send him underground to another country, another identity, you know what I'm saying? Uh, William, Nas was a fake deep dude in the movie. Well, I mean, he went to Africa. Now, that, that was like, that was weird. Like, even when I first watched the movie, and he was like, yo, I'm in Africa, and I went home, and I'm like, oh, 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 it never really sunk in with me. I never really identified with that part of it. So, you know, every time they, they show black folk going home to Africa, I'm just like, uh, no, no, no. That's me, though. That's me. You know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, he had, a, he, had a, he, he had a decent run. Nas with, hey, yo, all the, all the speaking roles, you can tell those lines were just kind of made up. Um, but visually, beautiful movie. Shout out to Malik Saeed. And people forget Malik Saeed, aside from Hype Williams, Malik Saeed made some awesome uh, music videos. Like, basically, these guys were just, it barely is like one long rap video. No disrespect. It's a beautifully shot movie, right? And I don't think Malik Saeed gets enough credit for the visuals of that movie. The color palette, especially in the, in the club, the opening scene of the club, when they got the contacts and, and the eyes are illuminated and they can see in the dark. It was a beautiful, beautifully shot uh, intro scene. You know, that first act was beautifully shot. And then... Uh, soul to soul acapella for the first minute or so, and then when the lady goes through the window and the, and the, and the, 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 the drums kick in, it's like, oh shit, yeah, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. That I mean, like, you it if you if that movie didn't pull you in, that first five, six, seven minutes of it, I don't know what to tell you. It looked good. That first that first act, I was like, yes, this is. This is some nigga shit that I can get with. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we don't, we don't, we don't count Belly 2, dog. We don't even mention that bullshit. Oh, they was all babied all up. Yeah, we don't speak on, on that Belly 2. That's the, it's not, don't, that's not, that's not, let's not mention that. You know, um, man, when I, when I get back in the house, I gotta, I gotta find my notes. Because there's some more things I missed out of this movie, but um, I'm not here to pick the movie apart. There's just certain things that I, we, you know, I kind of like went over my head, like, oh, I didn't see that. I didn't see they snuck that in there, or in this, this, and that, you know. So yeah, 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 yeah. No, nobody mentioned Belly Two. No one talks about Belly Two. That shit was utter basura, basura, right? Um, okay, let me briefly. Damn, I should make this two streams. I really should break this up in half. Do I want to say? Because I was going to go over uh, living single, right? Okay, well, what I, this is what I'm going to do. I'll keep this stream the way it is. I'll just split the title up. So it'll be like a two for one deal, right? So let's get into everything that's wrong with living single. Time Lord, salute, bro. What's going on, big dog? Okay. 
Um, living single. Four sisters that obviously are broke, aside from Maxine, but Maxine's irresponsible. But, okay, so you have the premise. Four sisters, two of them are cousins, living in a townhouse, right, or duplex, yada, yada, yada. Um, okay, so let's get down to all the women. Khadija is, is the representation of today's uh black female entrepreneur but she was struggling her magazine flavor wasn't doing shit she was always late behind on bills basically broke all right so the narrative is yeah you guys can open your own business but guess what you're not going to do you're not going to make a dent in the industry that you're that you want to open your business in right she was broke right Let's get to uh, who Kim Fields. Who was what was her character name? The little the little whore, the gold digger. What was her name? What was her name, y'all? Kim Fields' character. Mark, what's happening? I am five. What's happening? Uh, cupcakes. Hey, what what was what was regime regime the slore the gold digging slore the black version of Blanche. Right. If we want to do the, the gold, I, I, I know people keep telling me this, it's the black version of Golden Girls. Yes. And yes. But this this is like the poor version. This is like the poor Golden Girls. The original Golden Girls were not hurting for money. They were in Florida. OK, they were they were living in Florida, South Florida. Right. You want to rock with me? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiquita, man. Chiquita was a bad mother. Hey, listen, let me di- diverge. Chiquita. The only thing wrong with Chiquita, like, bitch, you jump down a, like a story in some heels and didn't break your fucking ankles. But other than that, Chiquita was a bad motherfucker, dog. Dark skin. You saw the you saw the glitter on her ass cheek when she was walking and shit and her makeup and did all this extra shit. Bad motherfucker, boy. Keisha was a bad bitch. I mean, uh, Chiquita, Chiquita, Chiquita was a bad bitch. Bad, badass assassin chick. Okay, okay. Getting back to uh, Regine, Regine the gold digger, the slore, uh, very narcissistic, right? Uh, she put on the front like she really had it when she did. Remember the episode she got exposed and at her job? She's uh, under a lot of stress. She was a nobody at her fucking job. Was she like a costume designer, assistant, or something like that? She was a nobody at her job, constantly disrespected, right? She was a fucking peon, okay? She was a peon at her job. Not too many people knew about it, but at home, she put on the airs like, all these women want, all these men want me, and yada, 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 la, la, and I I have so many men to pick from. She was a miserable, um, miserable, just nobody wanted Regine like that. Regine had hit the wall, okay? Regine had hit the wall, okay? Let's go on to... um, Maxine, Maxine, first obvious thing, you look at Maxine, she's dark-skinned, she's dark-complected, well, what's wrong with that slide, nothing except she's the typical loud, aggressive, you know, the same narrative we receive all dark-complected women in these sitcoms, she's loud and aggressive, masculine energy, somewhat manly, Right? Likes to challenge men. Her relationship between her and Kyle. We'll get into that in a minute. Okay? Um, 
law career, decent lawyer, but at home, uh, freeloader, didn't like, she didn't cook, right? She's always at Khadijah stealing food, like bruh man from the fifth floor. So obviously this woman was so career driven, she didn't have homemaking skills. She would make a terrible wife, right? She'd be a terrible wife, terrible wife. Uh, my personal favorite and the basically at the end of the day, Sinclair is the is the champ of all these bitches. Sinclair, the country bumpkin cousin of Khadijah. She saw everything through the eyes of a child. Pure. Somewhat naive. Right? But she saw everything through the eyes of a child, uncorrupted. Right? Um, she wasn't jaded. She wasn't poisoned. Right? She saw the good in everything. Right? She was the positive spark that everybody drew from when shit was going bad. They go, Sinclair would come, uh, Sinclair would come through and they would pull positive energy from Sinclair. Okay? Nothing really got Sinclair down. Now, let's get into the dating choices of all these women. Now, this is a feminist show. There's no, let's make no bones about this shit. It was a feminist show. There's nothing really to argue about or even debate, but let's get into it. Now, let's just talk about Ky, uh, Kyle and, and Opie, right? Classism again. The clashing of the classes, all right? So Kyle, Wall Street broker, right? Stock trader, day trader, something like that. Very good at his job. Opie had a trade, handyman, his skill set, uh, uh, a working man. Um, for the most part, Kyle got... Kyle was a ladies' man. Opie was not. All right. So this, this, the, these arguments that we have today about um, the 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 well-to-do men versus the men with trades. This is already showing that they 20, 25 years ago they was already breaking this shit down. Okay, they coexisted, but they clashed. Uh, Kyle very bougie, very uh, uptight, anal. Right, Opie. Somewhat lackadaisical, very chill, relaxed, right? Um, not a lot of stress. He didn't deal with stress a lot. He didn't stress over bullshit. Kyle was very arrogant because he was good at what he did. He was good at what he did. He got paid a lot of money and he fucked a lot of women. Most men would be arrogant if they had those qualities. But now, I, I, okay, so now let's get into the most uh, telling relationships that each one of them had. Khadijah. Remember Scooter? Okay. Scooter, the hip-hop manager, was doing super successful, always on tour, right? He said, Khadijah, hey, come on tour with me. Come be with me. You don't have to do this. You, you can do flavor in your, in, your, in, your, in your spare time. Let me take care of you. What did Khadijah do with Scooter? Did she not dump Scooter? She wouldn't want to submit to, to Scooter, right? 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 This this semi-struggling, broke, entrepreneur, fledgling magazine owner didn't want to submit to a man who already had access to, to resources, means, and all that good stuff. He was already established. Right? Matter of fact, wasn't Scooter hooking her up with interviews because she couldn't get the job done on her own? Right? That's right. That was Scooter doing that for her, helping her feed her interviews, right? She, that's right. She dumped him. 
She didn't want to. She didn't want to be with the with the establishment. <laughs> okay, fine. Regine. Now Regine had a bunch of on and off men, and at the end of the day, once again, Regine had hit the wall. Regine uh, had an inflated ego, inflated value of herself. But the men had to remind her, uh, "No, bitch, you ain't what you. You're not popping like that." This is your worth to me, to us. And they, these men will remind her. Okay? Moving on to Max. The most important, two important relationships Maxine had. First, let's give it the young boy. The young boy, hey, and hey, who the fuck are we talking about? What? <laughs> We're talking about living single. All right? So remember the relationship uh, Maxine had with the, the young dude. He was a virgin. And... He wanted her to be his first, right? She didn't, she, she didn't bite or she didn't, I think she turned him down or, or she couldn't handle the, the responsible or responsibility of being someone's first. Remember that? And I, I'm not going, I don't know about the lesbian aspect of all the four, I, you know, four women living together. I'm thinking someone is, I, I would think two of them, three of them, all of them, right? But ah, okay. The second most Important relationship of, 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 of Maxine is when she finally got with Kyle. Now, remember, Kyle and Maxine always had this uh, back and forth one-upsmanship with the jabs and the quips back and forth, right? Because they're both highly respected in their professions. They both make a lot of money, both alphas in, in their way of living and how they approach things, right? Kyle got the job in, in 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 London, right? England. And they were dating. Kyle was she Maxine finally let her walls down certain, to a certain extent. And she was afraid of her feelings for Kyle. She was afraid she was falling for Kyle. You know, Kyle had to go on on a out on an extra limb to remind Maxine, bitch, I want you. Bitch, I love you. Now when Kyle got the job to, to move over to London. What he what he say to Maxine? Come with me. Come with me. What did Maxine do? What did Maxine do when Kyle asked her, "Give this all up, come be with me. Let's go move to another whole another country." What did Maxine do, y'all? She said, "No, you're fucking right, Miss Jeline. She did not want to submit to the established man." The man that can provide you the life that you you think you deserve. And she didn't want it. See, and you nasty. And said, come with me. You stupid. And stupid. Yeah. Yeah. She said no. She said no. Okay. Let's get on to Sinclair. Let's move on to Sinclair. Forerunner, what's going on, big dog? What's happening? Let's move on to uh, wasn't Maxine smoking weed while bling? I believe she had a, I believe she had a vice, uh, Stephanie. You might be right. You might be right, sir. Let's move on to uh, Sinclair, the smartest woman out of all these 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 goofy bitches. You know why? Do you know why? She got her man. How did she get her man, Max uh, um, Sinclair? Very genteel, very sweet, never raised her voice. Even when her Opie had their issues, she never like went at him like that. 
She's very feminine, very submissive, <laughs> right? She got her a man with a trade, a skill set, a working man, a blue collar man. And what did and what did they end up doing? What did what did Sinclair and Opie end up doing? They got married, right? So the dumb country bumpkin, out of all these upper echelon, fake echelon, uh, uh, well-to-do sisters, the smarter ones, they all got usurped by the dumb country girl. She got her husband. And that man worshipped the ground she walked on. And, and he rewarded her with, with devotion, loyalty, you know what I'm saying, work ethic, everything these heifers said no to, Maxine said, uh, Sinclair said yes to. Sinclair is the smartest motherfucker out of all them bitches on that damn show. Don't be like Khadijah and Maxine and Regine. Be like Sinclair and get you a fucking husband. Right? Because Sinclair didn't look at like Overton the way um, Maxine would look at Kyle, right? Maxine would eventually look at Kyle like a utility, right? Uh, Mac, um, Sinclair saw Overton, you know, at, at with loads of potential. He could do anything he he ever wanted. Remember, they had the little t- the, the little talks. He was feeling down about himself, and she would say something. Inspirational. He get all motivated and go run through a fucking brick wall for her. That's what. That's how. That that was their dynamic. It is what it is. It is what it is. So that's all I want. Like Sinclair, Sinclair, the smartest motherfucker out of all of them. The verbal Kent of of a living single. That is who. That is who Sinclair is. She's the verbal Kent of living single. Okay. Now. I'm feeling froggy. Let's get into everything that's wrong with what's happening. Yes. I was watching some episodes over the weekend. I binged as much as I could. So let's get into what's happening. First things first. Let's start with the, the matriarch. The mammy. I'm sorry. Roger's mom was a mammy. She was a mammy. She yes, Mabel King was a mammy character. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. God bless the dead. She was a very talented actress, performer, but let, we're talking about the character that she played. Okay, Mabel King played a mammy. She was a maid in some white folks' home, right? Remember the episode they accused her of stealing, and it was the wife that was the klepto, lost the job, and then. You know, Roger's like, well, if they if they don't believe you, are you gonna why would you go back to that job? What she end up doing? What she end up doing? The very people that accused her of being a thief and they fired her. And Roger's like, why would you go back to that? What did she end up doing? She went back to the job. Exactly. Mammy shit. All right? Mammy shit. Let's get into her on again, off again husband. Roger's father. Right? Swindler, grifter, sometime thief. He had another woman on the side that couldn't cook. But still every once in a while would come back and mess with uh mess with mess with uh Roger's mama. Why? Why? 
because he made her moist. He wasn't a very good man, right? He wasn't. He was a terrible father. But guess what? The mama didn't give a fuck because he made mama moist. Okay. All right. Okay. Did this nigga even steal from Raj? Right. Remember, Raj sent up some money for something, and his daddy discovered the money, and all of a sudden the money was missing, and Roger's like, it's okay, daddy. I know you need the money. It's okay, right? So, yeah, okay, so those are the parents. Now let's get into Raj. Raj, um, a nerd for all intents and purposes. An educated lame is what we would call him, right? Is my shit on right now? Okay. Raj is an educated lame. Uh, he doesn't get respect at home because, obviously... The mother is, is, is she coddles. Raj is trying to break free from the mother when establish his own presence as a man, right? He goes out of his way to establish his own manhood. She would shoot him down, cut him down. Of course, uh, the mother would uh, enable D to disrespect Raj as well, even though Raj was the older brother. He was the protector of the house. When shit goes left, it's the, it's the man in the house. It would be the young son that would have to get the baseball bat or to pick up the pistol and go see what was making noise downstairs. The most disturbing part was, why is he still getting ass whoopings? Why is this soon-to-be grown man still getting ass whoopings with the belt from his mother? Huh? Why? Why was he still getting whoopings? This boy is basically grown. The man of the house getting, that's right, the man of the house getting whooped. What kind of shit is that? Right? D would blackmail him, threaten him, and, and, and extort money from him. This is your brother. This is the guy you're going to have to call when some niggas touching you inappropriately. This is the guy you want to extort money from? Right? Okay. Okay. Fine. Uh, let's get into uh, Roger's friends. Uh, rerun. Okay, rerun. Obviously, would be we would consider the, the the buffoon of the show, the JJ of the show. Talented, but buffoonery, buffoonish. So, um, the dancing, it, it, it was always a main staple. You know, it put you in a feel good moment. Hey, the fact, look at the fat kid. Just give us something to look at. Get the fat kid. Case in point, the episode with the rockers. Yeah, remember the episode with the rock? That's hilarious. The episode with the rockers when he tried out for the rockers. And they were laughing at him because he was a big kid, right? But it was like, ah. The Rock was like, hey, we can use him for a comedy act. And then Raj found out and heard about the shit and tried to tell Rerun, hey, man, they about to use you for, for, some, for some jokes and laughs. Rerun being, you know, insecure, um, uh, low self-esteem, always laughing and giggling to kind of play up himself more than what he is, right? Because he's, he's a fat kid. Fat kids get teased in, in school. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. For the most part, if you majority of the time, if you were a fat kid in school, you got laughed at. Okay, but moving on. So remember, they did the switcheroo, right? And they were they had the Rockers were performing on TV, and here comes fucking Raj, <laughs> and Raj is doing this this, this bullshit ass thing, this bullshit ass robot. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> that was a, that was a funny ass episode and then um let's get to d d was a little baby feminist d was coddled by the mama 
D could do no wrong because mama said, don't touch D. D is untouchable. She can do whatever the fuck she wants because she's a girl. Right? Smart, but uh, but a, um, a, she's very manipulative. Right? Very disrespectful. Right? How she talked to her dad. She talked to her dad crazy. She talked to Raj crazy. Uh, most of the men, the important men in her life, she talked crazy too. She didn't have respect for the most important male figures in her life. I wonder why. Now, the one boy she liked, I, I, you know, I don't. Does someone remember that episode? There was a little, there was a little boy she liked or whatever. It was weird. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. Okay, let's get to Dwayne. We never. And the one thing we never see, we saw, the, we never saw the relationship of of, of reruns and Dwayne's parents. We never got the, the gist of it. Dwayne, an introvert. Uh, someone insecure. Remember, he tried to talk to the girl and spilled the, the coke on his on himself, and he ran out the ran out the, the shop, right? So, um, Raj rerun Dwayne, all misfits, all outcasts, all not the cool kids. Uh, they were not sitting at the, at the the main lunch table, right? So you know what happens when outcasts see another outcast, they kind of gravitate towards each other, and uh, you know keep keep give each other. Uh, um, you know, validation to a certain extent, right? Then we got Shirley. Shirley. <sighs> gee, let's. Gee, what's wrong with Shirley? Well, let's. Where do you want to begin? Okay, she was overweight. Uh, very, very nasty, vulgar attitude. Uh, very not a not a good looking woman. No sense of the word, right? Um. <laughs> A bully, to a certain extent. Um, I don't know. She talked to men crazy too. Even her boss. Remember, remember when the boss fired her ass, and she finally broke down, and all that tough woman shit kind of went out the window. She would start crying, whatever the case may be. And they, you know, Raj, of course, the same men that she would crack jokes on and accuse them for being cheap tippers was the same dudes that helped her get her fucking job back. She did have a date, didn't she? How that how that date worked out? I don't even remember. It's been so long. Um, e, I think that's pretty much it. I mean, it's not. I can't really go in depth like that because. I mean, it's hard to find these old episodes. I'm not going. I'm not going to go out and rent the DVDs and other shit like that. I'm just going off what I remember and just, you know, notes and stuff like that. She's very butch, very very. Studly, <laughs> right? Uh, yeah. Did I miss anything, guys? I'll take the grape soda. Did I miss anything as far as what I broke down on the shows? She was a bulldog. I. We'll, we'll use PC terms. We'll use PC terms. We don't want to offend anybody. Gay, gay. <laughs> y'all stupid, but she gay. Oh my gosh, savages, savages. Dwayne. Yeah, I talked about um yeah. We used to call someone else shiny face too. D changed her profile picture to that guy with sunglasses like who <laughs> uh, she was too grown, exactly. She never she, she never stayed in a child's place. She was always at in an adult's in an adult space. Always. Right? And then and then remember the episode when the daddy brought the kids over for, for Thanksgiving dinner and D was talking crazy to the to the to his woman to an elder to a, to an adult 
and, and she was just talking real, real reckless. Real reckless. She ended up burning the food. And what they all do, they all went over to his ex-wife's house. And she cooked dinner. Right? So you... Not saying it can't be done. I mean, there's a lot of mature adults out here that could have a dinner with, you know, the new... Their ex's new person. It can happen. You know what I mean? But a lot of dysfunction in that show. A lot of dysfunction. A lot of dysfunction. So, yeah, that little girl would have got been popping, should have been been popped in the mouth. You know, they introduced Concert Bootleg into the world. <laughs> so, yeah, um, did I see the MJ? I've already seen uh, Neverland, man. You ain't, listen, you ain't telling me nothing. I've already seen Neverland. Disgusting. You talk about a hit piece? That That is what a hit piece is. You know, and I, I'm not, I'm not here to tell you guys you should go see this shit, but wow, they do a, you know, if you, if you were born 10 years ago, you, and you watch this shit, you think Mike was a scum of the fucking earth. Like you think, how does this man, how's he, he was, how was he able to walk around and do these to these poor kids? That's how bad it was. Extremely bad. Extremely bad. So what they're doing, once again, this is how they erase, part of the erase timelines is when they do these hit pieces on, on the dead celebrities, uh, it's not for you or us, it's for the generation coming up. So when they see these um, these programs, they're going to think, oh, wow, Mike was a piece of shit. Prince was a piece of shit. Uh, Bill Cosby was a piece of shit, right? So you got a whole new generation of, of people coming up viewing our idols who we loved, uh, loved dearly. And we know they had their flaws, but for the most part, they did good works. They're going to be like, no, these people are pieces of shit. There's nothing, There's no redeeming qualities about these people. So that's how you kill timelines and you manipulate, uh, you know, certain genres for, for, the, uh, for the future coming up. So then you're going to have this disconnect between the old people, old head us, that remember these shows and remember the works these people did versus the, 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 the young heads that's going to be looking at us like, Fuck y'all, y'all let all this bullshit happen And that's not exactly how it's being played out But because of programs like Neverland And I know they're working on the Prince documentary um, So yeah, like I said, they never they never let you rest in peace per se You know what I mean? So, yeah Yeah, it's always, yeah How did I like Full House? It was okay I don't care for the new version of it It was cool well, they want to go kind of big up weirdos. Yeah, this is true. This is true. Anyone that gave him problem is going to find someone. Jack Johnson. <laughs> right. Free thinking is that. You're right. This is so true. So true. Cash shows what's happening. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Give me a break. I've already done that. Kind of, sort of. Yeah, I've already done that. Fine. I'll, look, give me a break real quick. No Carter, Manny. <laughs> no Carter Mammy. Mammy. That's it. Prince still walking around as his sister. <laughs> she was a mammy. I don't know what's this I that's pretty much that's your show. Give me a break. That that's it. That that was it. And, and I remember a few episodes in that show when she had when Nell had a chance to date brothers. Uh, you know, and it didn't work out for whatever reasons because she's you know, she had that attitude, man. Like, you know, once again, stereotyping big women as big women as very bold and brash, right? For some odd reason, you, you think about a big woman, a big black woman, very loud and very aggressive, just 
you know, uh, inflated ego, right? The BBW, the big beautiful aspect of it. Yeah. No. You know, there was times when, and, and, and what's happening when, when Mabel would be flaunting her little, her, her, her big ass around like she was cute. Like, no, bitch, you a big bitch. You a big girl. And, you know, wasn't the prettiest thing. Come on now. She was dark complected. Listen, they can't. If you, I wish you guys would sit on, sit in the casting session meeting and see how manipulative these people are when it comes to casting for these roles. It's a, it's a science. It is a science, you know? So it ain't all about talent per se. It's a narrative they, they have to push. Just don't you have them smurfs. I, I've done, I already done Martin uh, Latrell. Uh, you kind of late on that one. Did that shit like two weeks ago. At least you didn't have a blonde wig. I know, right? Right? So, yo, I'm going to get up out of here. Yo, yeah, I heard about T.I.'s sister. Oh, yeah. He, that nigga owes, man. He owes. <laughs> I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for that, dude. I don't. It is what it is. So, um, I'm going to get out of here. Uh, O'Shea, uh, thank you for Super Chat, bro. Um, let me wrap this up. Yo, oh, yo, my God. The mob preview. Once again... Crazy black woman off her meds, had issues in high school, right? So if you notice in the trailer, all the kids that she's partying with, she went to school with their parents. She was the outcast. She was the she was shunned in in their high school society, right? And she never properly processed that. And now she's kind of trying to live vicariously through the kids, and at the same time hurt the parents. By hurting the kids. So great. We got a crazy black woman out here fucking up white kids. That's your sh- that's that's the movie. Crazy black woman fucking up white kids. The trailer is very disturbing. The trailer is very disturbing. Very disturbing. Had to pay that price. <laughs> I'm just saying. Look, go look up the trailer and tell me if you don't see crazy black women fucking with a bunch of white kids. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it ain't that deep. <laughs> shit ain't that deep. Some shit, you, listen, some shit don't even require a breakdown. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Misery part two. Yeah, the nigga version. Yeah. Misery goes to the hood. Basically. You know what I mean? So, yo. Uh, I'm gonna go see it though, because we need to ex- explore this shit, break this shit down, and talk about it. You know, it's not any worse than this other bullshit, like the babysitter and the nun. The babysitter and the nun. I don't know about all that. Yo, Brie Larson, man, she she's a she's a weirdo. Thank you, Charles. Thank you. I tried, bro. I tried. I tried. Yeah, Brie Larson's a weirdo, man. Uh, I mean, I'm not gonna front. The movie's gonna do well, um, but she's a weirdo. She's a weirdo. So, yo, I'm going to get out of here for real. For real, for real, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out. Um, Saturday or Sunday, Alita, uh, Battle Angel Breakdown. So, I implore you guys, go see it. Matinee, late night, whatever the fuck. Just go see it this week, man. It's a, it's a, it's a, dope, it's a dope movie. I'm going to go see it again. She was very, very sad. Had me sad. And, you know, had a gangster almost 
weepy eyes. Live you know, from your grave. You know gangsters don't get weepy eyes, so.